Left Insider Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Chandick, Daggett Morse, and producer Mike Flank. And welcome to episode six of the NLF Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chandick. I'll be joined later by my co-host, Daggett Morse, and we do have our excellent producer uh, with us today, Michael Flanagan. What's going on, Matt? Excited to be back. Flano, tell me about the puppy. The puppy. Uh, her name is Daisy. She's a four-month-old golden retriever that we got on Saturday for my girlfriend's birthday. Um, she's, what a guy. She's unbelievable. I'm so lucky to have her. Um, with all that being said, it's led to some late nights and some early mornings and a lot of uh, a lot of cleaning up and some extra work for Flano to do uh, while he's home and not out filming, you know? So that's definitely getting... <laughs> It's going to require some getting used to, but, you know, she's getting used to us just like we're getting used to her. So it's an adjustment process. Love a good third person reference. Uh, I don't know if you think you're like the rock uh, from Boston, but, um, you I mean, know, can you okay. smell what the flannel is cooking? Just, just, I, just, I certainly hope not. Just asking. I certainly hope not. Well, later in the show, we're also going to be joined by a pair of uh, five-star prospects in the class of 2024 in defenseman Luke Hublitz from Brunswick and Eclipse. Uh, he's actually the first one that we named it and literally during the IMG event, um, basically had seen enough and said, yep, I think we can go ahead and say this kid's a five-star. And then also uh, a goalie from Western Reserve and Resolute, Tyler Crier will also be joining us. Uh, he talks a little bit about, you know, kind of uh, helping Western Reserve get up, get back on the upswing and, and what kind of he's uh, expecting this summer from Resolute. So ex- excited to have those two guys join us. Yeah, Hublitz took probably, what, five, ten minutes of watching him to realize that he was probably the best defensive prospect out there. Yeah, him and Pete Lake, both pretty good. I mean, I remember I was I watched the first half, and as I was leaving the field, I told you, I was like, hey, watch out for that defenseman in the yellow helmet. You know, he'll probably send some kid stick to the moon. And I remember getting a text from you about three minutes later, and you're like, yeah, he just sent a kid stick about three counties over. So, you know, good that I was uh, I was happy that I was correct, which I usually am. Um, and glad that you even got it on video too. Yeah, Matt Chandick's never wrong. Um, you know, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. The, you heard uh, it here first. Exactly. That was awesome. You literally came up to me like at halftime. We're like, "Hey, see that number ten yellow helmet? Yeah, he's a bad guy. So you're gonna want to watch him. He's gonna send a stick to the moon." And then probably the, I think it was off the opening face off of the second half. He just <laughs> absolutely just sent the kid's stick flying. All right. And on that note, we're gonna turn it over to our interviews with Luke Hublitz and Tyler Crier, and uh, excited to see what they have to say. And Daggett and I are very excited to be joined by the first five-star in the class of 2024 named at uh, IMG Academy, a defenseman from Brunswick in Connecticut and the powerful Eclipse program, Luke Hublitz. Luke, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Super excited. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, we got to watch you kind of dominate IMG and, you know, seen you play uh, last summer at UMass when you, when you guys made it to the finals and then uh, 1% as well, where, you, you know, you were an all-star there, but... And it's just kind of been a theme consistently, like you've been so good. Like, um, you know, what was the competition like for you at IMG? And, and did you kind of look at it as an opportunity to kind of prove yourself that not only are you, you know, a really good player, but you're one of the best in the class? Yeah, IMG is definitely like one of my favorite events because the summer's like packed. So I'm, ne- I'm never uh, really feel burnt out, but some of the events are just like very similar. Mm-hmm. But then taking like a whole fall of football, and like very little lacrosse coming back. And that's like the first first event that always like kicks off getting ready for the spring. It's like always like super pumped for that. Um, knowing the spring's coming soon. 
And then hearing that the rankings are coming out right after that, it definitely like got me excited for, for IMG and made it more, more competitive, which I loved. Did you kind of already think in your head that you, you know, had an, a, a shot to be a five-star? Like, did you, did you kind of look at yourself as one of the best defensemen in, in the class? Like, how, how is it when you're, you know, one of those top guys, how is it to like try to compare yourself to other people? Um, it was hard because I haven't been playing 24s for a while. So I really just had this summer um, to stand out and try to prove that I was one of the better players in the class. And um, we played some really good teams with, with great defensemen. So playing those teams and seeing how they played um, definitely was, was how I would just compare myself. Going back to IMG real quick, like we we take so much pride in it at the NLF and just not just you know being game, roll the ball out and play, but but also very instructional. Like how much were you able to take away from the instructional aspect of it, working with some of the best you know um, college coaches and, and pro guys in, in the country? That's that's like one of the best parts because um, we can't talk to these college coaches yet, but if they're on the sidelines or coaching us, we can talk to them and and get to see what they're like and learn from them on on a college level, which is something that like not many other events have um, being like direct one-on-one coached by a college coach. So that was really fun. Some of the coaches there definitely were teaching me things that I hadn't, hadn't really heard yet because it was, I've been at the youth and high school level, something that like the colleges are coaching was really, really cool to hear. Give me an example. Like what did you kind of take away from it, from it specifically? Any one thing in particular? There was one time the, the Brown coach, I forget his name, the Coach Brown Hunt. defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, I, we like didn't have an, uh, enough defensemen. So I was like, like yelling for, to like get a defenseman in for a drill, but I like didn't yell loud enough and he wanted me to, to yell louder. So he like came up to me and just like screamed at me and like told me to just like yell um, and then made me like scream it out in front of everyone. So that was definitely a, a funny experience um, and taught me that I have to, have to always be even if I don't want to. Yeah, I'm sure that's a little eye-opening, right? Like when you have somebody who's who's coaching at such a high level as Coach Feck at Brown, like getting in your face and trying to make you better kind of on the spot. To your point, it, it I'm sure it helps make the event a little bit for you, right? Yeah, it was cool. Like, and then after that, he came over to me and was like joking around. So it's it's like all love. And um, even though he's hard on the field, he's a super nice guy off the field. We touched on it a little bit too. I mean, you know, there, there's no specific order to it yet. It, there will be very soon, but you were the first one that we kind of announced as a five star uh, with the very official announcement on Twitter. Uh, what was that like when you saw it? And, you know, did you kind of realize that it, it you know, uh, although you still have a lot of work to do, it kind of helped uh, cement that, you know, you're one of the top guys in the class? Yeah, it happened like like mid game, I think. I saw you were like on my side and like I made a play and you were taking pictures. And I saw you like typing on your phone. And I wasn't sure what it was. And then after, like, one of my friends came up and showed me the tweet. And it was just so exciting um, and rewarding. It's really fun to have happen in, like, the middle of the day and then go to the next game knowing that I was a five-star that game. It's really cool. Yeah, for the record, I think you just, like, dismembered somebody and then grabbed the ground ball right away. And I was like, okay, I've seen enough of this kid. That'll he's, do it. He's good enough. Uh, yeah. yeah. Daggett, no- Daggett knows that we are equally yeah. as much fans of the oh, uh, takeaway and ground ball combo. Oh, we like, um, and from talking before we uh, recorded here, you know, not only the first five star, but casually dropping the dropping that you play hockey to to Chandik, big puck guy. I didn't even That's know that. I think he just moved up five ever. spots. Yeah, I think he's gonna move you even higher. You get your own <laughs> list. <laughs> You're gonna have a higher ranking than like Joey Spilina and Macadori and McCabe Mill and those guys. So yeah. that's perfect. Good combo. 
have to do it. So getting back to uh, murderous defensemen and their, you know, the things we really like to talk about on this podcast besides Brunswick. Um, so just from, you know, kind of watching some highlights, talking to IMG people, uh, obviously your style's really well-rounded is, is kind of what I got. Not just a pure cover guy, you know, deliver a big hit, take the ball away, pick it up off the floor. Um, kind of that prototype athlete, you know, potential maybe to play some LSM at the next level if needed, if it's a fit. Um, could you talk to us just a little bit about, you know, how you approach playing defense and kind of what you take pride in on the field? Yeah, um, I try to just do like a little bit of everything, not be one-sided because that can get very boring and just playing like playing just positional defense sometimes gets repetitive and boring. So I try to like mix it up, like throw a check, try to intercept some passes, ground balls, shoot when I when I can and uh, really just try to do a little bit of everything, hoping that combines into one like a, a good play. Is there one aspect of your game that you kind of feel is – you know, the best part or, or a little bit further ahead of others? One thing uh, I did feel like this summer I had like really good takeaway checks. Um, but that actually kind of did scare me that most of my plays were takeaway checks because in the spring, it's not going to be as easy. So I definitely had some like solid checks this, this uh, summer, but I'm hoping that I can not get uh, full of myself and try to throw them in the spring. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe it is that easy. The Eclipse squad's always strong. I mean, as we, not to skip over, you know, the spring season, noted Brunswick fan podcast here at the NLF podcast <laughs> here. We're never going to We'll come back to it in a second. Don't We're you worry. We're circling back. But, you know, Eclipse, you know, made the UMass title game, you know. So, obviously, one of the best teams in the country. Um, looking forward to summer a little bit. Um, you know, what's on the what's on the horizon for you and the Eclipse boys? I think the like the best part of the summer is just that it's like being the recruiting summer adds like a competitive edge to every game and like everyone who wants the ball and whoever's like dodging, they're dodging to like for a coach on the sideline. So it's going to be another level of like speed and intensity, which is definitely something that's going to be fun. And everyone having a whole nother uh, year of spring under their belts and being sophomores in the spring, most of these kids are starting to play on their teams a lot more and that's going to be like a big jump. Once you start playing in the spring, you get so much better. So then that summer after combined with the intensity of the recruiting summer, it's going to be a really fun summer. You know, it's a huge jump. You saw it this summer, I'm sure with, you know, guys who played on their teams as freshmen versus guys who played JV or other sub varsity teams. I mean, you can just tell really right away, like, Oh, um, this is a varsity guy. Yeah, definitely. Like the speed of the game. You can, you can tell who, who, who can keep up and who can't. You've got some pretty good attackmen on that uh, on that Eclipse team. Who gives you the most trouble in practice? Oh, between Kyle and Brady, it's it's really uh, tough. I try to pretty... split it up with with them too because they're two different players. Kyle's more of a shifty guy, and then Brady's a big guy who can still run by you. Um, but having them in practice, just having like a whole Brunswick season against those kids, and then going against Kyle and Brady in the summer, just constant like uh, great attackmen to go against. So I'm really a uh, Really appreciate them for helping me get better in the summer. How Asking about, purely for a friend, how how would one bearded defensive genius go about stopping those two in a summer lacrosse game? Pray. I have no idea. You you yeah. can't really. No help for me. Okay, see how it is. <laughs> one of them, yeah, you target one of them. The next, he's gonna. You target Kyle. He's gonna throw some behind the back pass to Brady, who's on the crease. <laughs> he's gonna. 
do something crazy to put it in. So it's hard. Noted. Yeah, this, this is all purely hypothetical, not for any of course, defensive coordinator. Purely academic as an exercise. <laughs> um, so switching back to, uh, you know, before the summer, you, you go through the spring with Brunswick and every year such a ridiculously talented team. And, you know, like a guy like you who would probably start at most schools in the country is not even close to guaranteed to anything at Brunswick. So what's it going to be like trying to, you know, work your way into that lineup? And um, does it kind of make you a little bit better too, just going up against that caliber of attackman in practice and just knowing that you got to beat these types of defensemen to, to get on the field? Yeah, it helps so much. Like last last summer or last spring, being like a freshman on the team in like two months, that was like a year's worth of progress that I, I would have made if I wasn't on it. It just like going against these kids who are like committed to like Duke and Princeton. It just makes you like so much better being a freshman trying to cover these kids. And then the other defensemen. Yeah. Like I'm, I don't have a spot guaranteed at all. I don't have playing time guaranteed. So that that's also going to, also going to add to it. And we start, start next, uh, next Monday trying to next Monday already. Jeez. Yeah. That's great. Going hard every play, trying to trying to beat out anyone I can. I saw that schedule drop too. How, how excited are you to, to play some of the teams it, on that schedule? It's an interesting schedule because we we open up with a uh, Georgetown Prep, who's a really good team this year. On I think that's a Wednesday, and then that Saturday we're playing Deerfield, which is like Woo, sheesh. Biggest, biggest game of the year. So first two games are tough ones. The uh, the spring spring trip and preseason is going to be be ramped up to get ready for those. One more thing. I'm sure you're, uh, you know, not that you're making a decision anytime soon, but I'm sure you're starting to gather some info on some schools, and I'm sure you're hearing about it from from teammates about where where they think you'll fit. Is there any anywhere in particular that, you know, you're kind of eyeing up now, or what are you looking for in a school in particular? There's just like so many good schools. Um, I'm definitely looking at like academics first. Schools like Duke, UVA, or Princeton all have like such like crazy academics combined with outstanding like lacrosse and then there's plenty other schools that i would also be so lucky to be at so definitely just the combination of lacrosse and academics and wherever it takes me in like my future is, is what's most important daggett you got anything else i was just basking in the uh the the prness of that answer it was perfect right. <laughs> oh i know who i i, I clocked who we said first though <laughs> Yeah, so we'll just, roster we'll just, at a number one pick, so I get it. We'll yeah. just we'll just have Flano cut the UVA and Princeton part, and we'll just have him say Duke, and that's it. So, <laughs> and just want to thank Luke Hublitz for joining us on the NLF Insider Podcast. Uh, he will be prominently featured in the upcoming 2024 uh, rankings, the first ones that'll be out uh, in the near future. So we're thrilled to have had him, and uh, really excited to to watch you play this spring and summer, Luke. Thank you so much. Looking forward to it. Appreciate it. And we're fired up to be joined by the latest five-star goalie in the NLF 2024 rankings from Western Reserve Academy in Ohio and Resolute goaltender Tyler Crier. Tyler, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, we're fired up. And, uh, you know, congrats on, on being named the five-star. It seemed like I couldn't couldn't get anybody to, to say a bad word about you on, on or off the field, which is always a good sign. Uh, what was your reaction when you kind of saw that? Were you expecting it or...? To, to be honest, I was not expecting it at all. I was walking into my 4 p.m. study hall after school, and Coach Sheridan kind of, like, he gave me a little hint, but, like, he didn't really say much. And then I got home at, like, 6 just to, like, get my gear before practice, and that's when it came out, and I was shocked. I was not expecting it at all. Very grateful. 
Yeah, man, it's your play that gets you on there. There's really nothing that we do. But, you know, um, I know talking to a couple of people, I know you've worked a lot with uh, with Adam Blind, right, who's a fellow yep. Ohio native and, and a five-star in the 22 class. I'm curious to kind of see, you know, how much he's been able to, to help develop your game. It's, you know, coaches always have such a big impact, but it's, it's also cool when you have a guy closer to your age who, you know, can kind of show you the ropes. So tell me about your time with, with Adam, who's a, who's a Harvard commit. Yep, Adam – paved the way for me he pretty much showed me like what it takes to like be great and succeed at this level and like I'm really thankful for him because he's taken countless hours with me I'm driving up to him giving me lessons just and I'm always in his ear anything I need he's always there for me very thankful for him and I definitely could not do anything without him yeah, and not only that, like, you know, nothing against Ohio, but it's not a traditional hotbed like a Baltimore, Long Island, Philly type of thing. So when you see a guy who's just, you know, two grad years away from you and he's kind of paving the way, like you said, both on and off the field, like, what does that what does that do for you as a, as a non-hotbed kid? Does it give you a little bit of extra motivation? Yeah, it gives me – it gave me a ton of confidence just to see that, like, it can happen. And, like, I grew up watching Adam Blinn highlights in school. So, like, when to be able to work with him, that was, like – that was super cool for me and something I never expected would happen. You know, you, you mentioned that he's shown you the ropes. Like, is there anything in particular? Is it just his work ethic or, you know, what's kind of rubbed off on you the most? Is it maybe in your playing style? Tell, tell us a little bit more about that. I would say we play, we play pretty similarly. And it's also like how he handles adversity and how like he kind of came up, not like just like came up quiet and did his thing. He grinded. He, his work ethic is amazing. And he just, yeah, he just showed me, he showed me the ropes. He showed me, gave me the plan and then helped me along the way. Also following in the, in the footsteps there with Resolute, the 24s trying to kind of mimic the 2023s made, you know, that great run at the NLF this summer. Um, I've, I've avoided there saying the word surprising because it's not surprising anymore. I mean, it, 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 if you've been there the last couple of summers, you know the Ohio guys can ball out and, it's not a shock seeing that that level of talent and the results. So, you know, how big has that been for you guys? And, you know, what do you have, you know, in stores, the 24 is trying to, you know, take that next step and, you know, gas up the state for me. I want to get excited. So that was, yeah, that was super cool watching them because like we're going through like training camp with them. It's at, our training camps actually at Western Reserve, my school for like three days and like just seeing all like the growth that they had succeed on the field that was a really cool thing to see and it definitely like inspired our team to like see like well like they just we go against these guys every day they did that and like we really want to follow in their footsteps and surprise a lot of people this summer do you guys still kind of go in into things with a bit of a chip on your shoulder like just you know being from ohio and and going against those those teams like i said long island philly you know everywhere yeah i would definitely say we have a little bit of chip but at the same time it's like I mean, there's not a tremendous amount of pressure on us because, like, they're technically, like, they're, they're supposed to beat us. We're the kids from Ohio, and it's, like, it's just super fun going out there and, like, kind of shocking some people. Like, it's, yeah, it's really fun and really cool for our team. The one thing I'm curious about and just kind of talking to, uh, to Matt Lee at Resolute and, you know, Anthony Kelly and those guys, like, it seems like you've got a lot of the not just stopping the ball, clearing the ball type stuff, but like understanding how the defense works, where the slide needs to be coming from, where you know who's the shooter type thing. How much, how much does that help elevate your game when you can kind of diagnose plays a little bit quicker? And I'm sure it's something you kind of pride yourself on. Yeah, it kind of just gives you like confidence, like as the game goes out, like just being able to feel stuff out and like anticipate. It definitely builds a lot of confidence throughout the game, and like being able to tell like 
with that too. I feel like it gives them confidence and it's kind of just a little bit of a, a boost to the team. Question for you about Western Reserve itself. I mean, you know, obviously a re-emerging Midwest power. Coach Sheridan's done an unbelievable job of, of recruiting to the school and getting the right guys in there. Um, and I know you started as a freshman, correct? So what was that like for you and just kind of, you know, being on the upswing at the same time, uh, personally at the same time as the, the team's on the upswing has got to be pretty cool. And seeing guys like Aiden Madonna get recruited, you know, being an elite level recruit, and I'm sure there's many, many more in the pipeline. What's that experience like for you? That was, or like coming to Western Reserve was, it was not on my radar at all. And like, I think it was, it was actually my birthday, like July 30th, 10, like 10, 15 days before Western Reserve started. Like that's when I decided to go there. So it's kind of like a shock. And then especially like getting to play freshman year, that was a shock. I'm thankful Coach Sharon had some confidence in me as I went from seventh grade spring to like high school. It was a big learning curve, but everyone was patient with me and I'm very thankful for that. And yeah, I mean, just all the guys I play with, they make it super easy for me. Like Aiden, uh, Ty Banks going to Georgetown. We have uh, Lee Frazier. Lafayette, Owen McKay, going to Binghamton. I, I can go on and on. Jack McCloskey, big underrated 23. I can go. Yeah, those guys really just make it super easy for me. For a second, I forgot about Ty. That's going to make your life pretty easy when you got those dudes in front of you, huh? Yeah. Ty, they're just, they're amazing. So Yeah, it's a pre- pretty good group. So, so, sorry, Matt, I almost cut you off there. Um, you good. So, some of us know, you know, the you know, Culver's obviously been beaten into our into our brains, you know, as a, as a school out there. Western Reserve is one I hadn't really been super aware of. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, Western Reserve? We called it, you know, a re-emerging power. Um, is that a name we're going to be paying a lot more attention to here in the next couple of years? Definitely. We're trying to – Coach Sheridan is trying to build up the program to where it was, like when Coach Burma was here and, like, before that, just as, like, a, a nation's powerhouse, and we kind of had a – couple off years and he just came back to his alma mater and he's very passionate about it and it's it's really cool to see and it's really cool it's like build something from pretty much the ground up all right i gotta ask too i'm curious about your recruiting are you gonna be like every other resolute kid and just go to ohio state or what's the deal there <laughs> i'm not sure to be honest with you i am not sure no nah, just teasing but you know but it seemed like there was a bunch of reso guys that went there this year and i know it's a the in-state school is always a favorite for a lot, but I mean, what are you kind of looking for in a school? And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're starting to do some homework on it and, and have a general idea. So, you know, what do you, what are you kind of identifying as what you want? Um, a couple of things, just like, obviously I want to go to like a really high academic school, maybe somewhere I wouldn't be able to get into if it wasn't for lacrosse and then just be able to compete at like the highest level that like my, like that I can take myself. I'm a really competitive guy and that's that's something that I really look forward or look for. And like right now that's that's kind of it. I'm not too sure on specifics. Trying to still kind of trying to figure that out right now. Do my do my homework. So uh as an Ohio guy, how quickly would you be disowned if you went to Michigan? I would say since a lot of guys on my team are all Canadian, there's only like <laughs> a couple of us Ohio guys, probably not too quickly, but maybe by some of my family. Okay, fair enough. So how do you kind of best describe like your playing style? Uh, I know we touched on it a little bit, but you're a smaller goalie, uh, but that hasn't really stopped a lot of these high-end goalies like Connor Foley, uh, Goose Wilson, Mike Ippolitti in the 23 class. Um, you kind of see a, a wave of maybe smaller goalies as long as you're doing just about everything else well. It doesn't really seem to matter too much. Yeah, definitely. And I kind of describe my game as like, I mean, I coach Sharon, like, he'll call it like flopping. Like I definitely do a lot of that. 
Like I, I, I don't know. It's something I really like to do is like get down on the ball, get get there. And just I'd say like from like just like I'm kind of like balanced. So I try and keep like my team, my poles like just like balanced throughout the game. Keep their heads in it. Not the not the mediator, but like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Well, it's only flopping if it goes in. It's just a great save. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> that's just I science. Think Fole, I think Foley called it the butterfly. Yeah, he, yeah. He's definitely down in the in the fly. That's for sure. So when when does uh, when does Ohio when does Ohio when does Western Reserves schedule officially start? Like, who do you guys start with? So we actually start next Saturday, next Sunday. We go down to Louisville. We play Saint Xavier and uh, Louisville, or no. St. David and Trinity in Louisville next weekend. Nice. And I mean, the schedule looks pretty, uh, looks pretty impressive. You excited to kind of play some, some high caliber guys throughout the season. Yeah, definitely excited to go out there with uh, kind of like the top teams in the country and just show what we've been working on down here. We'll see what happens. Awesome. Well, just want to say thank you to our guest, Tyler Crea for coming on. Uh, one of the best goalies in the country from Western reserve and resolute. And uh, we're excited to see him uh, ball out this summer. Um, so appreciate the time, Tyler, and uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll see you soon. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you so much to Five Star Prospects, Tyler Crier and Luke Hublitz for joining us on the podcast. Um, really insightful commentary from both and you know, a little bit kind of different paths for the two of them. And, and um, undoubtedly two of the biggest stars that will be on the market on September 1. But uh, we're excited to see what they have in store for their high school teams and their, their club teams this summer. Thanks again for joining us this week. Really appreciate it. Um, we all know that everybody just wanted to hear about Daisy, so make sure you follow Mike Flanagan on Instagram at Flano with and then an extra zero at it, and you can see all the escapades that this puppy's having. And uh, if you follow the man too, you'll probably be get a front row seat to every single Boston area athletic event in the next couple months. So um, other than that, looking forward to uh, getting back on the podcast soon, and we'll be dropping our NLF Class of 2024 rankings in the near future. Dogs and lacrosse, that's what Flano does. Here comes the Y'all don't really want it like that. Yeah. Here comes the